Are you feeling stuck in life or in business? Maybe you're not making the money that you know you should be making. Or are you finding yourself in opposing patterns? One minute you're in high performance mode, and the next you feel totally drained and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this podcast is for you. I'm Brenda Johnson, and this is the Limitless Life Podcast, the place where I help entrepreneurs like you become high performers. After changing my own relationship to money and success so I could turn my passion into profit, I decided it was time to help others do the same. I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind and helping you tap into it so you can finally have the limitless life that you're supposed to have. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Limitless Life podcast, or welcome if this is your first time with us. I'm excited to have you here. Today, I'm doing another solo episode. I want to talk to you guys about something that I've dealt with my whole entire life but did not fully understand until a few years ago, to be honest. Um, And it's something that keeps coming up with my clients. Like a lot of these episodes, I base the stuff on things that happen in life with me and life with my clients because I figure if we're going through stuff, chances are you guys are going through stuff. So what I want to talk about today is around the topic of energy It is about being an empath and also the difference between an empath and an HSP, which is a highly sensitive person. When I was a little kid, I loved space shows like Buck Rogers and Star Trek and Greatest American Hero, even though technically he wasn't a space show, but he was a superhero that came from a spaceship. Anyways... I literally never really felt like I fit in. Uh, Even as I got older, I didn't really feel like I fit in. I just always felt like I was different. And I had lots of friends. Like, I've always had a lot of friends. But there was just something I was like, something is not right. I would go into situations... Um, like in busy bars or places like Costco or concerts. And I would literally have what felt like an anxiety attack or a panic attack. I would have trouble breathing. I would get nauseous and dizzy and I would feel super claustrophobic. I had no idea this was because I was an empath because nobody teaches you this stuff and nobody talks about this stuff. An empath is somebody who pulls energy into themselves. They experience the energy of other people. There are a lot of people talking about being an empath nowadays, but I think it's important to understand that there's a really big difference between an empath and a highly sensitive person. So a highly sensitive person is defined in this way by the creator of this term. Her name is Dr. Elaine Aaron. She defines a highly sensitive person, an HSP, as this. An HSP has a sensitive nervous system, is aware of subtleties in his or her surroundings, and is more easily overwhelmed when in a highly stimulating environment. Whereas an empath, yes, we are all highly sensitive to energy as well. The difference is that an empath has the ability to feel and perceive another person's actual feelings 
or physical symptoms in some cases. Empaths are more extrasensory and there are different types of empaths. So you can be a physical empath and in that situation you are really attuned into people's physical symptoms but what starts to happen is you actually absorb their physical symptoms into your body. Like anything, there's always contrast. So if you're absorbing um, horrible symptoms in your body, you can also become super energized by somebody else's sense of well-being or energy. So there's always contrast with these things. So that's a physical empath. If you're an emotional empath, you mainly are picking up on other people's emotions. And so you can become like a sponge for their emotions. So if somebody's feeling anxious, you will literally feel the feelings of anxiousness inside of you. And you will feel them in the same way that they feel them. So if they get like nervous stomach is what I like to call it, you will get nervous stomach and you will start to experience it. Then there's intuitive empaths. And intuitive empaths have... We have a heightened sense of intuition. So that can be getting messages and dreams or from animals. There could be plant communication. Uh, intuitive empaths have the ability to tap into mediumship. So that means contact with the other side, spirits. I don't want you guys to get being an empath and empathy confused because that seems to happen a lot. I hear, I, I hear a lot of people talking about this. I see a lot of people writing posts about things. All human beings have the ability to empathize with the exception of like sociopaths and narcissists. That's just an inability to understand somebody else's emotions. And that's a whole nother podcast. So empathy, for example, if somebody you know, like say a friend loses a child, most human beings have the ability to empathize with that sadness, even if they themselves have never experienced a loss like that. An empath, on the other hand, going through that might literally feel what their friend is going through. They'll feel it in their body. They'll feel the sadness, the pain, the anger, the confusion, they will feel the experience just like that person is experiencing it. So if that person is crying a lot, an empath might actually develop a headache from all of the crying. So hopefully you kind of see how that works and the difference between what empathy is and what an empath is. A highly sensitive person dealing with the same situation might cry and feel overwhelmed by the idea of losing a child. They may not understand what that would feel like to lose a child. And because they're, they have a super sensitive nervous system, an HSP may literally go into a downward spiral and they will start to take on this trage tragedy of the other person and make it about them. So it kind of becomes their thing, even though it has nothing to do with them. It's happening to somebody else, but they're using the friend's loss as an excuse to feel their own pain. And I'm not saying that that's 
that's bad. I'm just saying that's the difference between an empath and an HSP. Both empaths and HSPs can have difficult times dealing with emotions. An HSP tends to be highly reactive to energy and stimulus. And so they'll often project those sensitivities onto others. So they'll project things, assuming that others are feeling the same way. Does that make sense? I hope this is making sense to you guys. An HSP sometimes won't even realize that they've changed the focus to themselves if they're going through something. And again, that's not a bad thing. It's just recognizing, are you an empath or are you an HSP? Are the people you're dealing with empaths or are they HSPs? I want to give you ways to understand this stuff because I have a lot of clients who come into my office and they just are being told by medical doctors that they need to be put on medication. And you know what? I got put on medication. I went to see a Western doctor because I did not understand that all of these feelings of overwhelm and feelings of anxiousness and feelings of sadness and feelings of hopelessness, they didn't even belong to me. I was pulling energy into me that was not even my energy. And because Western doctors don't understand the subtle energy, like this energy is our life force. It penetrates our body. It goes around us. Just think of like a little cocoon of white light. That's our energy. Western doctors don't understand that. Traditional Chinese medical doctors do. And they, when they work with their patients, they understand subtle energy also known as chi. You may have heard that. So when I went to see a Western doctor, she was like, okay, yeah, we're putting you on depression medication because you're depressed. Because what was happening was one minute I was like feeling fine and great and happy. And literally in a split second, I felt sad or angry or hopeless. And honestly, I felt fucking crazy. For years, I thought I was crazy. I could not go into busy places because I would just feel overwhelmed and I felt like I was crazy. How do you start to recognize if you're holding on to somebody else's energy? The first step is being self-aware of how you feel. And this is what I always ask my clients. Like, do you know what you feel like on a good day? Do you know what your energy feels like? If you're sitting there going, no, I don't, I don't have any idea what that feels like. I want you to take some time to be with yourself and figure that out. Ask yourself, what do I feel like? And just sit and reflect and see what comes up, feel what comes up for you. And then when you recognize what you actually feel like, you'll be like, oh, okay. When you have emotional, I don't want to say emotional symptoms, when you have emotions that don't actually belong to you, when you're sitting there going, is this mine or someone else's? And then how do you let that go? Simple. You're, you're going to start to ask yourself, is this mine or somebody else's? And you'll know if it's yours or somebody else's because if it's yours, you'll just feel like you, you'll feel light. And if it's not yours, you will feel heavy. So here's some things that I do 
to not only protect myself from pulling in other people's energies, but also to clear it off of me. So first of all, if I'm feeling happy one minute and then I feel a sudden mood change, I, I literally just ask myself, is this mine or is this somebody else's? And you may have to say it several times. I sometimes have to say it like 10 times. Is this mine or is this somebody else's? Is this mine or somebody else's? As you get better at recognizing what you feel like, this gets a lot faster. If you feel light, it's yours. If it's heavy, it's not yours. So if it's heavy, all I want you to do is tap your thymus gland and say, release, I release any energy that does not belong to me. The reason we tap our thymus gland is because that's attached to our emotional centers. So it's the easiest way to get rid of it. If you're like, I'm never going to remember to do that. Can you remember just to do this? Release, release, release. I'm releasing any energy that does not belong to me. Just keep saying it until you feel the energy physically lift off of you, which you will. You will feel lighter. You will feel happier. You will just know when something is released off of you. If you have nature around you, go stand out in nature because nature vibrates at the highest, purest frequency. If you go stand in nature, be with some trees and just say, literally talk to the trees. Be like, okay, please take anything off of me that does not belong to me and then transmute it back into positive energy. I always ask the trees to take what's not mine out and then put positive stuff back into me because it's just like having a belief that is limiting. You replace it with something that's more empowering. Same thing. Remember the contrast. I used to hate hugging people. For years, I would not hug people. And I understand now it's because I'm an empath. I didn't like feeling their energy all the time. And I didn't like sharing my energy because I didn't know how to keep my my own energy. And so if you're an empath and you don't know how to protect yourself or you don't know how to clear yourself and you hug people, especially people that you meet for the very first time, you can take on their stuff. So sometimes, especially with people who understand energy, Sometimes you'll go to hug somebody and they might say, actually, no, I'm, I'm not a hugger. And I will say that to people now. And before I hug somebody, I always ask, is it okay to hug you? Because that's about the energy transference as well, right? You want to feel safe in that transaction. And remember, you always have a choice in any kind of transaction. So if you don't want to fucking hug somebody, just say, I'm not a hugger. Sorry. And the same thing goes with handshakes. I know a lot of people that won't even do handshakes, like a lot of healers, because there are chakra centers in your hands. And so they will pick up energy through their hands. Another way to get rid of energy that is not yours, and I do this at the end of every day. So easy. Have a shower before you go to bed. Visualize anything that doesn't belong to you just washing off of you and going down the drain. I know a lot of people like to have a bath with some lavender or Epsom salt. That's totally cool. Whatever works for you. I personally don't like sitting in the bathtub and having the energy swirling around me. I would rather just have it go down the drain. Another thing that you need to start doing if you recognize that you are picking up other people's energies. And even if you're not, set boundaries. Like set limits and boundaries. If somebody's draining you, 
or being a jerk to you, you can control how much time you spend listening to that person. You can say, hey man, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm really just not up to going out tonight or maybe we can get together another time or maybe we can go for a hike instead of going to the bar, like whatever. You always have the option to limit the time that you spend with energy vampires. And I know some of you are sitting here going, yeah, but you know, the energy vampires are my family. Yeah, I get that. But still, you have the ability to set boundaries. Just because they're living in victim mode and being toxic and trying to steal your energy doesn't mean you have to let them. Another thing you need to start doing or that I recommend you do is plan alone time. If you are with the energy vampires like family and you know you have to be with them, set it up so that after that you have some alone time. Because empaths really need time to reconnect to themselves. And so if you've picked up this unwanted energy, just make time for yourself to get recentered. Go stand in nature. Just be quiet. Get rid of your cell phone for a little while. Don't watch TV. It's this is regrouping and regrounding and recentering is about feeling your own energy without having anybody else around you and without having distractions around you. I always like to tell some of my clients who are working through relationship stuff, this is not about dating other people. This is about dating yourself and understanding you and how you feel and what you need to thrive. Make sense? Another thing I like to get people used to doing is make sure you are getting enough sleep. It is so important, not just for empaths and HSPs, like it's important for all people. Everybody should be getting enough sleep. It's how our bodies thrive. Um, I have a bunch of clients who travel a lot. They're business people and airports can be airports and hotels and airplanes. Man, those can just be a nightmare for an empath. And during this podcast, I'm talking mostly about empaths because that's what I am. That's what I've learned to deal with. That's how, what I've learned to work through and manage. So if you're an HSP versus an empath, this will still be useful for you. But just understand that like I'm basing this podcast mostly on empath stuff. So for me, airports and not just me, but empaths in general, airports are stressful. They're noisy. There's a lot of stimulation. There's usually angry people all around us. It's very overwhelming. There's a lot of chaos And so what I like to do, and this is not just an airport thing. This is an everyday thing. When I wake up in the morning, I visualize putting myself in a rubber bubble. Some people call this a a cocoon of light. Call it whatever you want. I visualize a rubber bubble. So I visualize this protective rubber bubble around me. And then I literally extend each of my arms and each of my legs so that I can visualize the rubber bubble extending with me. So no matter where I go during the day or what I'm doing, I know that I have this rubber bubble and it protects my energy from other people's energy just seeping into me. It's a very, very simple thing to do in the morning. You just have to get used to doing it. The other thing um, to do is make sure you're staying hydrated. Make sure you're centering yourself during the day. Make sure you're checking in with yourself. This is the most simple and overlooked thing to do. Check in with yourself. 
Hey, how am I feeling right now? Oh, I feel kind of crappy. Hmm. Is this actually my energy? Because in most cases, it's not actually your energy. And once you start to recognize that, it becomes so much easier to protect yourself and so much easier to clear yourself. Another great way to clear yourself, just literally stand up and jump around. It's the easiest thing you can do. (laughs) Something else is really important to understand about empaths is that we tend to have addictive personalities because empaths tend to want to self-medicate because they're feeling overstimulated. So a lot of us will use drugs or alcohol Some people get addicted to sex or food or gambling or shopping, like whatever. There's so many addictions. When we get overwhelmed by these sensitivities around us and we feel like it's just too much, we just try to numb ourselves out. I did this for years. First of all, the Western doctor putting me on antidepressants was one way to numb myself out. Um, But several years ago, like after I went through my divorce, I just numbed the shit out of myself with booze because I, I was not in a place that I was strong enough emotionally to protect myself from pulling in other people's energy. So here I am in my own low vibrational feelings and emotions, which is cool because I needed to feel them, but I was also pulling in everybody else and I, it just, it was too much. So I drank a lot. I made friends with vodka, and I'm not recommending that you do that. When I realized that that stuff was just numbing me, and I became more aware of my feelings and my energy, especially over the last few years, I actually can't really tolerate alcohol anymore. It makes me feel out of sorts. A lot of sensitive people, a lot of empaths can't really drink. Um... It just doesn't really agree with us. I can have a glass of wine here or there or a Ryan Coke here and there, but I can't get shit-faced like I used to. I also think that when I was young, I used to party a lot. And I recognize now, I think I was doing that because I did not understand what was happening to me energetically and I couldn't handle it. So I just wanted to numb myself out. And I think so many people are doing that nowadays. Because we don't understand what's happening. People don't talk about this. People don't talk about energy. I mean, it is becoming a little bit more mainstream. But like so many of us just want to feel normal and we don't even know what normal feels like because actually, is normal a thing? We get so caught up in how we think we're supposed to feel when we're with ourselves, when we're with friends, when we're in crowds we lose sight of who we are and what we feel like. And that's a basic part of learning how to deal with this is knowing what you feel like. Something else that comes up a lot for many of my clients who are empaths is relationships. Um, Empaths can have challenges when it comes to relationships because we're sensitive, right? So we take everything to heart and we literally pull it into ourselves. If we are in a relationship with the wrong person, you will know. If you're an empath and you're in a relationship with the wrong person, you will know. An empath has to learn how to communicate from a place of authenticity 
and they have to learn how to set clear boundaries so that they are not getting overloaded with things. For an empath, the right love relationship empowers that person. They feel valued and adored and more grounded. A lot of empaths attract emotionally unavailable people. And so the relationships are hard. Also, the relationships are hard for empaths if they don't allow themselves to learn how to set those boundaries. We want to be with somebody, like empaths want to be with somebody, but if you're in a relationship that's not right for you, you'll feel unsafe. So it can be really, really hard, and I experienced this, it can be really hard for an empath to be open to attracting love into them because we're scared of being hurt. We want the love and we want to be needed, but we don't want to allow other people's needs to like bring us down. So we end up shutting down, <laughs> which is not good. Uh, it took me a really long time after my divorce to kind of recognize that if I want my relationship to be awesome, I needed to learn how to communicate and set clear limits with my partner. And that can be really hard. <laughs> it's why it can be so hard for an empath to find the right relationship. It's not that there isn't enough people out there. It's not that empaths are like strange or crazy or neurotic. It's just is really empaths are sensitive and intuitive and caring. But they're also like they're shock absorbers. They have really finely tuned nervous systems and that makes them react strongly to things. And so if somebody is not used to being with an empath, they will think that the empath is just super sensitive and it may freak them out. What begins to happen is in romantic relationships, empaths can feel drained or overlo drained or overloaded um, just because they're trying to manage their emotions and also the emotions of their partner. So <laughs> that is why it is so important to recognize what you feel like, especially if you're looking to pull in love into your life and you're an empath. Um, Cause it's really easy to pull in the wrong person. And the other thing too, is an empath things can escalate really quickly with them in relationships because they're so sensitive and they want that connection. Some empaths are literally addicted to like the feeling of the new love relationship. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. It's like that honeymoon phase that people talk about. So empaths can become attached to the wrong people because they see the potential in these people and they're fixers and people pleasers and they're trying to fix the wrong person. They look at it and go, oh, they just need love and then they're going to change for me and they're going to love me. That's not how it works. Healthy connections for empaths are very important and we can't become attached. Attachment in life, not just for empaths or HSPs, but attachment in general can be dangerous. It can link us, keep us attached to people who are unavailable or keep us attached to people who are toxic. 
some people, especially empaths, they feel like they have this strong connection to somebody and they're like, oh yes, this person is my soulmate. But then they get confused when that soulmate of theirs doesn't seem like they're reciprocating their feelings. It's not that that person, what they're sensing isn't real, but the feelings that they're having may just be projected. So if you are in a relationship, whether it's a loving relationship or a business relationship with somebody who doesn't seem available, it's time to shift out of that state. I know that during this episode, we kind of covered a lot of things. Um, I just feel like it's really important to help educate people about this stuff because it's not something that we learn when we're kids. We go to school. We don't even learn about emotions. School doesn't teach us that, hey, two to three percent of you are empaths. You're not crazy. You're pulling in all of this emotion and energy that doesn't even belong to you. And so then you get these young kids who are getting put on medication like ADHD stuff or even like anxiety medication for children. Yes, I understand and am well aware and am not downgrading the fact that there are chemical imbalances in the human body that can cause situations like this. But I'm telling you, it is my belief in many of these cases, in children and in adults, they are just either highly sensitive people or they are empaths pulling this stuff in and nobody has ever taught them how to deal with it. So I hope that you found value in this. I'm, I hope that this message reaches some people who may be RHSPs or empaths and you realize that you're not crazy. If this episode resonated with you in any way, let me know because I make these episodes for you guys. I want to help people understand that, yes, this podcast is about performing at higher levels and becoming the best version of you. Guess what? That means allowing yourself to get curious about new things and understanding that there are things that not everybody fully understands, like the energy force in the human body, like energy being all around us. I just ask that you allow yourself to be curious to different things and different ways that you can step into being the best version of yourself. I'm going to leave you guys with that. So until next time, have an awesome week. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Beg me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, help me spread the love by hitting that share button.